Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's hour two of Fantasy Sports today, just hours before the next week of the NFL season gets started. Browns and Steelers tonight. Joe and I will cover it all as Fantasy Sports today's hour two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back to the show. Joe and Craig here with you as we're diving into some of the NFL news and notes around the league and trying to give you updates who's in, who's out. Any critical uh, decisions that you have to make this week in your league, Joe? Do you, are, you, um, are you feeling like you're definitely in and definitely out in some fantasy leagues? I, that's, it's clear to me at this point that's the way it is. Like I, 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 I'm not in flux. Like I, I know that in one league I'm going to be in the playoffs. I know in one league I'm not. Like that's kind of um, I've got about, I think I've got 10. And I know I'm out in one of them, which is a charity league. Uh, so that that I was out when that was because of David Johnson. And I traded David Johnson. And I got carry on Johnson. And that did not work out. either. Your Johnsons so, have not been good. You know what happens when you cross your Johnsons? Bad things, kids. Don't it do it. Don't cross your Johnsons. You got that cross Johnson mojo happening. It's no good for anybody. Nobody wins. Uh, but uh, in terms of all the Black Book leagues, I'm in all of the listener leagues for Black Book for the podcast. I did all of them. And because I felt like, hey, if you're going to be in a listener league, you should be playing with somebody from the show. And I'm in there and I love the super flex leagues. I am right now in the playoffs in, uh, I think, five of the six of them. So that's pretty good. So there's one on like 500 in the rest doing pretty well. Got Mahomes back in a lot of those leagues. So that helped obviously last week. And of course, the one that matters most is flex sitting at nine and one right now. I'm in cruise control. I should have the bye week. Let's hope I don't come out flat in the playoffs after the bye. God knows it's not. I'm not traveling to England anytime soon. Now I'm glad I canceled my trip after that earlier segment where you told me, you know, come off a win there and then you get the buy and bad things. You happen. were going to England. Is that were true or just for the show? Uh, no, just, it's just making a okay. joke. Gotcha. It's just humor. Gotcha. My attempt at the very least. But yeah, yeah I, listen, so I thought you were really good. going to London. Yeah. Uh, I'm both. I'm pathetic. And why is this? Why is this flex too. league so important? Just I told you because I like to beat Jake Seeley. Oh, He's okay. my friend. He is a contributor to the Black Book. And I like to beat him. Plus, it's got a belt. And you know I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, and I want the championship go. belt. I want to run around. I want to I get to wear it at the draft the next year. It's a lot riding on this. And it's a yeah. nice, it's not like a crappy belt. It's a really nice belt. You won last year, is that right? Or no? no, no, oh, I had Le'Veon Bell, so my season was over before it started. Oh, that was so great. it was like every week just someone poking me in the eye. It was pretty awful there. But I'd well, like to do a guillotine league. I've never been in next one. Next year, I'll get you in the one that I'm in. Yeah. I'd like to be in that. Sounds oh, yeah, like for a sure. good time. No, I'll, I'll, well, it'll be easy. Um, yeah, <laughs> easy. Runs we got week one. Don't worry about it. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, that's <laughs> look, I, I would, I, first of all, uh, with the guillotine league, the one thing that would have to change next year is we did an auction, and we did it on the computer on Yahoo, and it was a nightmare. I mean, it, it, it went like five hours. It was too long. Why? I don't know. It just went. Well, there was well, a delay. It would take more than two hours. There was a delay at first. Uh, one of the guys at the Marlins, the trainer, who, by the way, resigned yesterday. Um, he, uh, I believe it was him. He was in a hotel, couldn't get Wi-Fi or something. 
And there was a 30 minute delay to start. It was supposed to start at nine. It started at nine uh, 30. It ended at two. That's no good. I well, was in my car for the end. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, say, I mean, come on, I can't do it. Like I, I don't even, I CBS I mean, has a good uh, auction system. You know, the, uh, the Yahoo, was, the Yahoo good was good, but just for what, uh, for whatever reason, it just went way too long. Well, you have to, as the commissioner, you have to set it properly where there's only so much time for a team to nominate somebody only so much time for bidding to happen. So there's, there's little intricate settings and that's why, uh, like I said, the CBS one, because I do auctions on CBS all the time, the, the, you can really set it so you can really trim down the fat of the extra time. And I, I'm an auction dude. I, I hate snake drafts. I always yeah, but do you do like auctions. online auctions. I like any auction over snake draft because I want the opportunity to get the players I want and believe in. And I don't want my team dictated by consensus ADP. And to a certain extent, everyone's team in a snake draft is to a certain extent because it just doesn't make sense to reach too many rounds for this guy yeah. or that guy Good. but strategy in terms of you really love fantasy everybody spends freaking hours and days and weeks and months preparing for drafts then a draft comes and they're like oh i want to do a snake draft well why 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 don't you want the draft to be an extra hour extra two hours it's fun you're hanging out you're talking baseball you're talking football you're talking i love whatever. the in-person yeah i love the in-person in-person's great i love the in-person it's ugh, give me auction any day of the week that's that's what separates too. That's that's how you really know who knows what they're doing and who doesn't. Yeah, I just I, I didn't enjoy the draft part. I I enjoy the the um I've never had an online auction go bad like that. That's, that's it went really, really bad. <laughs> it, really, it was just too long. Everybody was complaining. It was just like you know, people were like signing off with an hour to go, just like, I'm sorry, like just give me whoever, you know, just just throw me a buck or two. And I understood that it was super flex, but I did not understand how important it was to get the two quarterbacks. Like I, for some reason, Joe, I just, it didn't equate to me. And I, and I got Keenum and Eli Manning and I hey, said, look, look how long lasted, I lasted. You lasted a pretty long time. You know why but, I did well? Because I, I, as much as I didn't understand how important it was to get the quarterbacks, I did understand how big it was to snag the guys on the wire the first week, because I knew that, okay, I don't care who gets knocked out. If I don't get guys at the beginning, I mean, what's the point? If, if you have Hopkins at the beginning, go get Hopkins. If you have McCaffrey, go get McCaffrey. Like, get the best guy. You have him for the whole year. What are you waiting for? Well, and one of those guys was AB, right? That's what bit you in the butt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But you know what? How, at the time, like I said yesterday, <laughs> he was a Patriot. At why wouldn't, time, you, spend, why wouldn't you spend money on him as a Patriot? Why wouldn't you? Well, you know what it was? I didn't believe in it, and that was a hedge for me in fantasy. That was, doing that was a hedge. But also, he didn't go for a lot. Like he only went for twenty percent, and so yeah, look, it was a mistake. And you know, what are you going to do? Those those uh, those sort of things happen in fantasy. They happen in reality. Um, real quick, before we get back into our trust or bust and look at some of the other things happening in fantasy, uh, the other thing that seems to be happening, and I want your opinion on this, is the game this week between Arizona and San Francisco it looks like there's some confusion as to whether or not George Kittle is going to be able to play. Uh, there was three different reports yesterday. One that said that he was questionable, one that said that he was out, and then the coach came out and said that he may be in. I thought that was definitely a factor as to why San Francisco lost last week. They're also going to be without Joe Staley. I know we didn't do as the wrong team favorite on this one because the line is 11 and a half, but do the Cardinals, you think, have a chance to win this game? Uh, win this game, no. The cover is intriguing because last time they covered two, kind of in the back, but I feel like when you look at this game and, and you're analyzing it, San Francisco's pissed. They lost that football game. They're banged up. They're angry. And I feel like they're going to take it out on Arizona and they're at home. And I know it's a short week, but they are at home. If this was in Arizona, if it was flip flopped, I actually be a little bit more worried just because of all the injuries, but it seems like Sanders is going to play. 
it's it because Breed is out and you have Mostert. I'm not worried. And Wilson's going to be back for this one, too. So right. they have enough running backs. So as long as Coleman's OK, I feel like they have enough to get it done. The Cardinals defense is poor. I just I just can't get there. And I feel like San Francisco is basically going to take out their aggression of last week and how things did not go their way. Now, let me tell you something. You're going to learn a lot about the 49ers if they came out and lay an egg this week against the Cardinals, because this tells you they were a paper tiger at that eight. No, that's what this tells you if they go out there and lay a turd. I don't think they will. I think they're physical enough there in the front. And I think that game also last week showed you that they're going to miss Quan Alexander the rest of the year because there were some moments in that game where in the linebacking core, there were some mistakes made. And I don't think he would have made those mistakes. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. All right. And we're off and running for hour two. Coming up next, it's time to dive into Drust or Bust in fantasy football. Joe and I will dive into eight different players that you are probably on the fence as to whether or not you should start them in fantasy football. That's coming up next. Then we'll take a look at some DFS values for the week, and we wrap it up with a look at Monday Night's Football Game and go through some of the props on FanDuel. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you here on the show, as always, and we'll be back right after this. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com fantasy sports today and i like football and i'm gonna keep doing a both because they make me feel good do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. And welcome back. It's time for a little trust or bust. Fantasy football style on Fantasy Sports Today. Full-time fantasy. That's not a bust. Coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. Dr. Roto, uh, who will who will be on the show at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern, 2 to 3. Although Dr. Roto does have one good bust story in his arsenal. I don't know if you if you heard that one, Joe. Would you like me to tell that on the air? I've never told that before. A, a bust story? I, yeah, he's got a pretty big busted story. He he was he he was the uh he had a uh, a major faux pas, let's just call it, uh one day. That uh is one of the one of the more funnier embarrassing stories that, that we I've told on Sirius XM. I could tell it. Well, I'm listening. I like funny and embarrassing. Do- Dr. Roto uh, is a great dad and cares very much about his kids. And one day decided uh, on a Saturday that he was going to take his uh, kid to go see a Miami Heat game. So he buys the tickets to the Heat game for a Sunday. They wake up in the morning and uh, they live uh, about three and a half hours from the game, Joe. They live in Fort Myers. And uh, the Miami Heat plays in Miami, naturally, right? So they drive. They drive. It's taking them longer than they thought. It takes about four hours. They get to the arena. They don't see anybody there. Uh, They uh, pull up to the front. They ask the guy uh, or the girl or whoever, hey, what's going on? Um, We're here to see the Heat game. The guy says to him, you're at the Florida Panthers arena, not the uh, American Airlines arena. You've driven to the wrong place. And they, and they drove back home. <laughs> well, he did stop on the way home to get an Xbox game as a makeup. Okay, well that's that's fair. It. Well, that's still time together. That's True story for Doctor Roto. One of the one of the My, bigger, uh, funnier stories. Now to hear that happen at the time, I I pretty much destroyed Doctor Roto for about forty minutes over this. But yes, I mean, I mean, again, think about this, Joe. In this day and age of Google mapping and everything else, 
literally these two arenas were probably about an hour away from each other. Like there's mm-hmm. no mistaking the difference between it's the it's the equivalent, uh, Joe. If I said to you, uh, do you want to go see the Nets tonight? Right. Right. And, it's and, you, and, you, and, you, and you drove to the Meadowlands to go see them. Right. Yeah. yeah not, 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 not realizing. I could still probably make it to the second half, though. That was the debate that was had on the show, but I understood his point at that point. He was really defeated in them. Oh, no. See, see, I know no defeat. I would say, all right, well, let's go. Second half. You, you would have made there? it to the second half. Yeah. You go for the second half. That's what happened. That matters in a stupid basketball game yeah, anyway. Yeah, you made it to the second Let's half. Let's be honest. Well, the second Toronto. half. Yeah. You see the dancing girls. You see the whole thing. Why not just get there? I, you know, it's funny. A from my point. bachelor party, uh, a buddy of mine bought uh, all of us tickets for the Mets game. We all, well, I should say, we all put in money. Everybody put in money to go. City Field was just opening, so it was like brand new. We were going to like a, uh, a preseason game, actually. Um, it was like one of the first early games there. And... Um, Unfortunately, he bought the wrong day when he went and oh actually made the purchase. Gosh. He bought the day when we were playing golf, and then the next day on the Sunday, we we're supposed to go to the ball game. So he felt so bad. He then went out and bet a couple hundred dollars on tickets to get us uh, all in there. And there was like fifteen of us. So and wow. it should have been that should have been a sign that I never should have gotten married in the first place. There was there was the harbinger ahead of me. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we could do marriage trust or bust. No, day. no. But, but let, <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's say let's... yours is trust, mine is bust, and <laughs> I'm happy and you're happy. Hey, we well, all say that. <laughs> let's go back to football. Back to football we go. All right. Uh, Calvin Ridley will start off with the Falcons this week at the Carolina Panthers. Falcons played clearly much better coming off the bye. At least some of the analysts that I'm listening to, Joe, are starting to point out that hey, maybe the Falcons are not nearly as bad as they played in the first half. I don't know about that, but uh, you got an opportunity here coming off a big win and without Hooper, too. Can you trust Ridley at the Panthers this week? Yeah, see, it's the without Hooper thing that I think makes you trust it. And I understand Ridley's been up and down. I get it. It's frustrating. I'm with you because I'm a big Calvin Ridley guy, but I'm going to say you trust him this week against the Panthers. And uh, you you also trust the fact that because there's going to be at least a couple more targets floating around there, I do think it's a Julio day. But I think there's enough for Calvin Ridley to get you double digits in a PPR. So even if a low end Calvin Ridley game, I think is double digits. And I trust that as a flex or a wide receiver three. So trust. Gardner Minshew in the preseason got to know DJ Chark. He was playing with the twos. And then when Minshew was elevated to the ones, this is what happens sometimes in football. He you know has that rapport. And so over D.D. Westbrook and some of the other options, Chark in the first half of the fantasy season was a monster. He has definitely slowed down, though, since they're at the Colts this week and Foles is the quarterback. Do you trust Chark this week at the Colts? This one scares the hell out of me. It absolutely does for all of those reasons. And because D.D. seemed to be Foles' favorite target in the preseason, which doesn't matter, but he was seriously favoring D.D. Westbrook and D.D. Westbrook's going to be healthy enough to play in this one. So... This one scares me. It's a lowercase T. I think you play Shark. I, I don't know about you, Craig, but you watch the games. I watch the games. I feel like what I've seen out of him, he's the real deal. I was very impressed with the route running. I was very impressed with um, his ability to catch the football in, in big spots. I think that he's for real. How much does Foles look for him? I don't know, but I want to say you have to start him and find out because if you don't and he goes off and he has a great game on your yeah, bench, you're right. never going to forgive yeah. yourself. Yeah, that, I say that, he's lowercase T, trust Yep. Okay, uh, let's go with my favorite receiver in the NFL. (laughs) Stephon Diggs against the Broncos. Boy, is this NFL total low for a team like Minnesota. I mean, this is a this is a shockingly low total. Thirty nine and a half, Joe, this week in this game. 
between uh, Minnesota and and uh, and Denver. We know Denver can't score, and we know how oh, they yeah. play this game. But does that mean Diggs's opportunities are going to be limited this week? Uh, this means Dalvin Cook is going to run a muck, and that's I think that's the, that over under I think tells you what they think it was just the game's going to be a blowout. This is like a you know twenty seven to nothing kind of game or twenty seven ten kind of game. Was was it thirty seven? Is that the number? Thirty nine and a half. 39. Okay, so 27-10. There you go. You're, you're right there. Uh, I'm going to say you can't trust Diggs in this game because it's going to be so heavy for Calvin Cook. So doesn't mean you're not starting him, but I wouldn't trust him. And by saying that, what I'm trying to get you to understand is at your wide receiver three, at your flex, you better have some guys in there with high floors in case Diggs does not come through so you better look for some players that you know hey look this guy's 10 points in the bank this guy's 12 points in the bank might not be spectacular but take that floor because a guy like Diggs can go and go sign one again every time he goes for a you know 7 150 there's equal amount of games where he goes for 3 and 10 you know yep. that's frustrating bust Sam Darnold <laughs> at the Redskins is Darnold build on last week or does he go back to the pumpkin he's been Trust uh, pumpkin. So yeah, I bust. He's he still stinks. He just doesn't stink as bad as Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, look, I understand it was a good week last week. It was the Giants. The Giants are bad. I know the Redskins are bad, but I think the Redskins defense is better than the Giants defense. So I still say bust. I don't feel good about him as a second quarterback in a super flex. I think you can do better. So I'm gonna say bust. Hunter Renfro of the Raiders, who has come alive in the last few weeks against the Cincinnati Bengals. Trust or bust? Absolutely trust. I trust him 100% in this game. The recent three-game uh, look at him is trending upward. He's got a couple touchdowns in those games. And if you also look, you see Waller's game log simultaneously going down a little bit. Yeah. So they're really looking for Renfro now, which is great because it's showing you teams are now keying in on Waller. Carr is able to make adjustments. He's looking for the other guy on the other side. And the other guy on the other side is Renfro. And that's great. It's also helpful that Williams is back healthy. All of those weapons now, we have Williams, Waller, Jacobs playing well. That allows Hunter Renfro to be out there on his own in the slot, catching footballs over the middle. And the Cincinnati Bengals cannot stop that. Renfro is one of my favorite DFS plays of the week. Absolutely trust him this week. Alshon Jeffrey against the Patriots. Uh, what do you think about this one, Joe? Tough one to call here. Two words for you, Stefan Gilmore. Bust. Who's look the, at, who, oh, Aguilar is the other one, right? Yeah. Go look at, uh, not like Aguilar, uh, <laughs> still my favorite thing of the, of the year, that guy. Right. Yeah, Saving that, babies yeah. from a burning building and then making some time. That's, that is the quintessential, having lived in Philadelphia for six years, that is the quintessential Philadelphia sports fan. <laughs> He's saving a baby and then bitching about the Eagles right at the same time. Um, but Stefan Gilmore, go look at the numbers. They, they speak for themselves. He's just locked down everybody. And Alshon Jeffrey, this is not Alshon Jeffrey with the Bears, you know, four years ago when he was healthy and young. This is a more banged up version. No way. Uh-uh. All right. La- last one. Kenyon Drake against the 49ers on the road. Oh, my God. As I said yesterday, the most seconds. Impos- bust. I just I can't get it was great when it happened once. I, I can't imagine it happening twice. I'm going to shame on them. Trust on him. Shockingly. All right, that'll do it for Trust or Bust. Coming up next, some DFS values help you win your DFS contest this weekend. Craig and Joe, be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia with you. Now, one thing that I can tell you is that all season long, I'm in this uh, weekly salary cap league where you change your team each week based on the numbers going up and down. You can keep the guy in your lineup each week. Like if you took, uh, who's a good example of somebody? Like a Waller is a good example. We keep talking about him. He was nothing at the beginning of the year. Uh, now he's a couple grand. You could save yourself thousands each week by uh, keeping him in your lineup there. But again, that wouldn't mean you have to keep him in the lineup for the bye week. So it's really hard to maintain those salaries. But other than that, Joe... I don't pretend to be the DFS expert, and I never have been, and I never will be, and I don't play a lot of it. Uh, gambling side, yes, we can do more on that, but I never quite uh, got heavily into daily fantasy sports. The exception was the first couple of years I did uh, a basically a partnership with FanDuel and played every week on a local radio station here in South Florida where we had contests each week, and I was very into it that year, and that was a lot of fun. I, I think I, I was on that show that year with you. Yeah, I think you were. I, no, yes, you right. You came on the show every week. That's every right. Every week. That's Look true. at us. We go uh, back you know so what? Here far. we go. Here yeah, we that, go. Was, that was a long time ago. Seven years probably? Uh, Yeah, like 2015 probably would be my guess. Something like that. Six years, That's five years. That's not how long ago. That's four years. It had to be 2015, I, I think, or 14 it? maybe. It was the big craze when it came out. But no, but e- but either way, I, I have never been the expert, so to speak, just because of the time commitment. And maybe that's a weak excuse, but that's just kind of the way that I see it. Now, I catch you guys on the weekend uh, over at the FanDuel Sportsbook and on Zumo TV. You guys help out a lot of people, and I know we have a great group here with Daily Roto and DailyRoto.com. But uh, for me to kind of dive into this is tough. I don't have a lot of good insight. I can certainly recognize guys who are on the cheap and in 50-50 contests and cash games, it makes a lot of sense. But those tournaments, man, I have never done well with the ownership percentages and knowing who to go with and things like that. So perhaps you can help the people out with this. this Absolutely. Well, this is the, you know, I host the DFS show for uh, MLB and uh, NFL for Line Star app, which is a, honestly, and I'm not saying this because they pay, I swear to God, it to me, from a tools perspective, it's one of the best I've ever seen. Daily Roto does fantastic work. Line Star does as well. It's very user friendly. But uh, Chris Meany and I, who, if people are familiar with Fantasy Network, obviously know him from here for many years on TV and on radio as well. We do that show, we do a daily baseball podcast. So every day during baseball season, you can catch us talking DFS and breaking the slate down. And um, we do the NFL as well, a couple of shows a week. And Mike Randall and I do the wagering. So we, we're pretty full service. But this guy, uh, one of the guys in the industry, TJ Hernandez, who does some great DFS work, did a fascinating little piece here a couple of weeks ago. And I picked it up and I picked it up for our DFS show. And I wanted to carry it over to here because I thought it was fascinating. Basically, he analyzed the lineups for the Sunday Million and the Millionaire Maker. 
and went position by position, like quarterback, RB1 slot, RB2 slot, and did the average salary for each in terms of like how much average you would pay for that guy. So in other words, like the quarterback average winning millionaire for FanDuel was $7,600. The RB1 was 8.2. The RB2, people spent 7K, then 7.3 for wide receiver one, 6.6, 5.9, and so on down the road. And I thought this was kind of interesting. So I said, I wonder what it's like when you build a lineup like that, because it makes a lot of sense when you break it down. Everybody's very much in tournaments, especially about stacking and looking at totals and looking at all these things. But in a way, I feel like, Craig, they neglect looking at how much can you get out of a single player for a single price at a single spot? And to me, that's very RPV. That's very much what I do in, in the black book. So I put together a lineup last week with this, and it and it was fascinating, and it was really good. It had Kyler Murray in it. It had Golden Tate in it. It had, uh, even though he fumbled, it had Damian Williams in it. It basically uh, cashed everywhere. In, hmm. in cash and was very and cash and toward yeah, cash and games. I feel like I can hang, but the tournaments, man, well, just... the, here's the funny thing us. It did better in tournaments than my other tournament wow. lineups that I constructed. And I did it again this week and I did it on DraftKings and on FanDuel. And these are some of the names just kind of going forward with the price. So this is what the lineup looks like, you know, give or take a hundred dollars per slot, Matt Ryan, Dalvin cook, Leonard Fournette, Edelman, Crowder, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Renfro. And then you pick a defense. Now, it's funny. That's for, this, it's, yeah, that's for this week? That's for this week. Okay. okay. Now, that sounds like a real good cash game lineup. But ironically, it is very productive for price point, very productive for slot, and also very productive because these are the, these are the prices that are winning million-dollar tournaments, $300,000 winner two weeks ago. This is basically the guidelines these lineups are, are resting within. And even though it seems like a very heavy cash lineup, it's really just a highly productive lineup. And I think it's very intriguing on the DraftKings side did the same thing. The lineup looks like this, Matt Ryan, Josh Jacobs, James White, John Brown, DJ Moore, uh, DD Westbrook, Mark Andrews, Jameson Crowder, and pick a defense. And you got a fair amount left to pick a defense. So the point is you look at that lineup too, and you go, wow, that's probably a real productive lineup. You know what? It's productive enough to actually win a million dollars every week. So I'm not saying this is the secret to winning these big tournaments. What I'm saying is looking at productivity again per slot, per dollar and all that stuff, as opposed to just always being so heavy on, well, you know, it's against the Bucs, so we got to have Drew Brees in that lineup this week. No, you don't. You don't have to have Drew Brees. You can get, you know, 25 points out of Matt Ryan this week without without problem. You could, you know, there's there's ways to do it. Besides just the stacking, besides just the Vegas totals, which I think we've gotten so much into that people forget just being super productive can not only hit pay lines, but actually be very productive in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, that's that it, it's just been hard for me to to do that through the years. So I just really have you know kind of stayed away. I think the other thing uh, when and Chris is Chris is terrific. Uh Chris Meany also does a lot of, uh, he does the DFS stuff for the fantasy footballers. So he's always bringing the stats and always bringing the things, but it's fun because the way Chris and I approach it, we go, we don't go position by position. We go game by game and break down way it's going to get used the way the players get used. And it's something I picked up over the years from Michael Rathburn, who I always thought that was a good way of looking at it. And we've kind of carried that torch in that sense that we go game by game, talk about the players, talk about the usage, we don't go position by position. We don't try to give you every, you know, 
I think the other thing people forget is sometimes they feel like they, well, I got to get that guy that no one else has. Stop. You don't. There's very few times in the really high-end winning to- tournament lineups where they have that guy that was, oh, my God, he was 0% on and he went on. Yeah, it happens sometimes, but not every week. It's it's more of an anomaly than you realize. And if you just go and get back to, okay, I need a RB1, I need an RB2, I need a wide receiver one, and start to think of it like your fantasy football team, it's fascinating how productive it can be. And TJ just proved it out because he just took these numbers and he's saying this wins every single week. Now, of course, you got to pick the right guys, but at least yeah, it's giving course. you a guideline, which I think is something very simple for people to work off of. And they can play that same lineup in tournaments as they do in cash. And I think it's productive in both. Well, I'll put that lineup in. in my, uh, <laughs> I mean, if I can fit it in my salary cap, I, uh, I, I well, it is. Work. It does. It, it all fits in there again. I'm well, not it's, well, it has nothing. It's on fan tracks, though. That's what's that? It, this is on fan tracks, the game that I play in. Oh, OK. But, you know, that's that's the thing What you'd have to do is uh, that's very easy. Though. You go look at the tournament winner from last week, whatever the biggest tournament is. And you look at how much each position cost and you do the average of whatever that is, or you go look over the two yeah. weeks and say, yeah. well, last three weeks, would they pay for quarterback? Oh, about X K. Okay. And it's very funny because it's a very simple thing. It's very relative position value esque, which is what I do in the black book. And, and it's just funny. Sometimes you get back to just make sense about something. Can you, can you give people something that's useful? And for all of the picks or I like this guy, or I like that guy. Going back to the football knowledge, and that's something you have, go, always go back to the football knowledge. I mean, last week, if you saw the DFS show with me and Blewett, how, how go, balls to the wall was I about the Steelers' defense in that show? I mean, I, I think I mentioned it like a thousand times. Like, I just could not talk about it enough because I'm just over the Rams, and the Rams are ripe for the picking. And the, and the Steelers have been playing really well, and they can finally play man coverage and cover a guy like Cooper Cup, and they did. And when they shut him down, that offense went along with it. So no more Todd Gurley explosive games. You shut down Cup, it's over. They did that. It was over. So there's there's a lot of great analysts. Daily Roto does a phenomenal job. Uh, and uh, it's uh, there's a lot of good companies, a lot of bad DFS content out there too. And I think that gets in people's heads as well. All right, before we take a quick time out here on the show, as a reminder, if you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000, go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 in addition to traditional betting. PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Browns minus three and they beat the Steelers by five, you'll receive five times your stake. That's cool. PointsBet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. You must be in New Jersey. Eligibility restrictions apply. And if you are 21 years or older, you can play. Uh, If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll take a short time out here on Fantasy Sports today. When we come back next, it's time to give our Thursday night props preview. Steelers and Browns will go through all the players over under their yards as per the FanDuel Sportsbook. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show, whether you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or any of the ways that you hear our podcast. Make sure you please like, subscribe, and rate our show. Please give us five stars. It definitely helps 
uh, rank us higher in terms of podcasts that are fantasy related. We certainly would appreciate that as well. All right, uh, back with more coming up, and then we'll send it over to full-time fantasy at the top of the hour. You're listening to Craig and Joe on Fantasy Sports today, and we'll be right back with a look at the Thursday night NFL game. Don't go away. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Joe and Craig with you as we get ready to send this thing over to Dr. Roto at 2 o'clock Eastern in full-time fantasy. But before we do that, we're going to dive into tonight's Thursday night game, Joe. Here we go. Browns and Steelers. Browns are three-point favorites, and the total is around 40, 41 points. I feel like uh, get out that coin that you were talking about yesterday. Heads has the Browns. Tails has the Steelers. And you can flip it and pick a winner for me. I got nothing on this one. What do you got? Oh, I, I like the Steelers in this one, man. Defense travels. I like it. I think it's going to be a chippy game too, because uh, you know, the Browns are obviously they they've, it's been a bad season for them. Let's be honest. And all of a sudden I feel like the Steelers are having all the momentum. That was a huge win for them. Now, a lot of these wins have been at home for them, which is great. Uh, I think Tomlin's done a very good job. Let's not dismiss how good that defense has played since that Minka Fitzpatrick trade, which honestly at the time I didn't get, and I was like, why are we giving up draft picks? We got an aging quarterback. We got all these other issues. Why are we doing that? You know what? I was wrong about that. That He's been terrific. He has helped save this defense, which has basically saved this season. If the playoffs started today, the freaking Steelers are in the playoffs, if you can believe that. So I think the Steelers know what they're playing for. This is probably Mike Tomlin's best coaching job that he's done all year. And this is a unique opportunity for them to go on the road, division opponent, Go out them, smack them in the mouth. They play them, I think, one more time this year, I believe. This is one of two. I don't think they've played them yet. So I like the Steelers in this one. I think they win this game. It's not going to be by a whole lot. It's the numbers three, you said. Um, eh, not love with the number. I'll tell you what, uh, the 40, I think it goes over the 40, though. I don't think that's uh, that that's going to be a problem in this game. I think they're going to score some points. There'll be some sloppy football that will lead to points, not like the good kind of points, like the, oh, gross, can't believe that pick six happens, or, oh, look at that fumble, and then somebody recovered it and ran the other way or something like that, or a bad special teams play. That's what I'm looking at. Do you think that the Browns basically can show up there and upset the Steelers, who are favored? I, 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 I feel like it. 
I feel like it's going to play exactly like that game against the Bills. It feels like a very similar game. What did that end up going? What was the score in that one? I'm trying to remember. Do you recall that one? It was a lower scoring game, and the, and the, and the uh, Browns won by three. Mm. Well, look, the, the Browns certainly, now that they've got uh, more than one running back, are going to be a little bit more to handle. I think Kareem Hunt is capable. I think they're going to get him worked into the offense. I don't think much of Mason Rudolph. But really, this to me, this is about the Steelers' defense and Baker Mayfield's propensity to turn the football over. And that's a good combination for the Steelers. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, I would. But again, they've made the Browns favorite in this game. So it's not as, as clear. The wrong team's favored. <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Uh, let's let's go through some of the player props here before we uh, close it down for this Thursday. Uh, Baker Mayfield's passing yards, 243 and a half. Uh, I will go over that. Desperation. Okay, and Rudolph two twenty eight and a half. I will go under that. All right, I will go under on Mayfield, and I will go over on Rudolph. I'll go opposite on you on those. Over everywhere. Okay, look at yeah. you. All right. Uh, Rudolph's passing touchdowns uh, one and a half. The under is minus one sixty. So you'd have to risk $160 to win 100 on that, and the over is plus 126. Uh, I would go under the one and a half, personally. I think it's under one and a half. Okay, I will go over that. I think the odds are just much better for that. Uh, Baker Mayfield's passing touchdowns. Under one and a half is minus 148. So risking 148 to win 100. And the over one and a half is plus 116 on Mayfield's passing touchdowns. I'm going to go over one and a half on, on the Baker Mayfield passing touchdowns. I feel I feel like, uh, again, the expanded running game is going to help him out just a tad. And uh, let's get Baker Mayfield some playmakers like Kareem Hunt. You throw the football out there. Maybe he runs for 60 yards, does it all by himself. And that helps the, uh, the over on the passing yards and the over on the touchdowns. So give me uh Give me the over on that bad boy. I also don't think if they get near the goal line, they're going to run it seven times in a row. So I, I do like the over on that one. <laughs> you think? I don't know. It seems to be what they like to do, Craig. I'm pretty sure that's that's like what you do. You know, I mean, Freddie Kitchens, I mean, offensive genius, no? <laughs> no. Nick Ugh. Chubb's yards, 79 and a half for the game. Over. Got to like get him the over like that as well. Yeah. Okay, uh, James Connors yards, 64 and a half. Yeah, run away, run away. Ah, this is a tough one because of the, the fact he's not 100%. I don't care if he's not on the injury report anymore. He's not 100%. No one is. I get it. It's week 11, blah, blah, blah. But Connors a little bit more fragile than some others, so this one worries me. I, if I have to pick, I'm going to pick the over because I think that's the secret to them winning football games. And the fact that they will do what they did last week without Connor was very impressive. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the uh, with the over if I have to. I'm going to pick the over as well. He was really impressive two weeks ago in that game that they played. That he was. yeah, he's always imp- he's impressive, and then he gets hurt. And then you go, ugh, yeah. and then you get worried. It's like a pattern. It's a cycle with him. And that's why, you know, I know you want Benny Snell to be the guy. I know you're waiting for it to happen. I don't know if we're going to see it this year, but. No, we're not going to see it this year. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's receiving yards, 53 and a half. Gross. Under. Gotta be under. Yeah, it's gotta be under. I mean, just they have to be. He's gotta catch one and run. That's the only hope for him. And Deontay Johnson in Washington. Washington's been the guy the last couple weeks. It was so weird because it was Deontay Johnson for a couple weeks, and now it's Washington, and now I don't know what to think anymore. I thought Johnson was really becoming a thing, and now I'm frustrated. James Washington's receiving yards is at 35 and a half. Let's go over because he's been the guy in the trend recently. Let's go over on him. Okay, and then Deontay Johnson is 43 and a half. Let's go under. Let's make it the James Washington game. Let's let's choose a side. Are you going to choose a side? Uh, I'm going to go over on both of those guys. I'm going to go over on Washington. I'm going to go over on Deontay Johnson. I'm going to go under on Schuster. Under on Juju. Okay. All right. Vance McDonald, 26 and a half. Over. How is Vance? That's too low. This is my favorite one. I'm going over. over That's easy over. Especially he likes the tight end a little bit. He likes McDonald. So why not? McDonald's just never healthy, but when he is, I mean, he uh, McDonald's getting five catches for thirty yards in this game. I'm going over that. Over, tw- yes, over twenty. I agree with that. Odell Beckham Jr. sixty three and a half. How is it sixty three? I'm going under, way under. <laughs> Based on what? Is it even? Uh, I'm going to go under too. Yeah, I'm going to go under too. Give me, give me Landry and give me Hunt because that seems to be working. Well, let's see what Landry is here. Fifty nine and a half over. <sighs> Have you seen his log lately? Yeah, they've and I don't mean that in a dirty way. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, Nick Chubb's receiving yards, 19 and a half. This is tricky because of Kareem Hunt now. This is a little trickier number, 19 and a half. I'm going to go the under. I think they're really going to just focus him there in the run game. Uh, he'll have a catch or two, but I don't, I don't know if 19 is, is reasonable. I'm going to go under here. Man, I don't know. He caught so many passes the last game. I'm going over. I'm going over on this one. Um, Odell Beckham's total receptions, four and a half. Under is is plus 120. Over is minus 154. So the expectation is he will have over that. I'm going to go under it. I think that's what you do. I think four and a half. Yeah, I think you have Fitzpatrick help out there, and then you just shut it down. You go same number, same same number for Juju Smith-Schuster, except for you're laying one forty-two on the under to win a hundred. The over, you're getting plus money if he goes over four and a half. Any chance he catches five passes in this game? Chance? Yeah, I don't think it's a good bet though. To you, probably not based on what I've seen. Uh, based on based on what we've seen with Mason Rudolph and him, and I can't see how. What a bummer, too, because he's such a likable guy. Here's one I would go over on. Here's one I would take a shot on, Juju. His longest reception at 19 and a half is under minus 106. The over is minus 122. I would take the over there and take a shot because if he, I mean, look, you know that in space, it's a 50 yard. Oh, he's got one good one in him. Sure. Absolutely. He's definitely got one good one in him. That'll blow all the other things that we talked about, but... Yeah, it's it's certainly possible. Uh, Rudolph's pass attempts thirty three and a half. The unders minus one twenty. The over is one hundred six minus. You said thirty three and a half. Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go under thirty three and a half. Feels like under. And Mayfield like- is the same number. 
33 and a half. Uh, I'll go over on Mayfield. Uh, okay, and then the final one. Baker Mayfield to throw an interception is minus 200. Basically guaranteed. <laughs> no, is plus, no is plus 154. Mason Rudolph is minus 192, basically guaranteed. And plus 150. Yeah, yeah they're definitely guaranteed to throw a pick each. I think that's, okay. I think that's pretty, pretty good. You can lock okay. that up there, too. All right, and we ended with uh, the uh, AL and NL MVP. Any, uh, as they get ready to announce this thing, who do, uh, is it Bellinger clear in the NL? Like, there's no, there's no doubting that, right? With Yellow at the end of the season? Well, I mean, Yelich had a great year, but missing the end, I think, hurts him. And I can't say Ronald Acuna didn't have a great year. But, you know, the, the tricky thing with <clears throat> some of those guys not named Yelich is who else is on those teams? Moustakas is a nice player. Yes, I like Moose, and there's a couple other good guys on there. But Yelich was the most important cog to that team. Bellinger had a great supporting cast, and Acuna had a great supporting cast. But it feels like Bellinger. Uh, wouldn't you agree that seems to be the way it's going to go? I think so, yeah. I mean, if we got the chalk of Verlander and DeGrom, it would be hard-pressed with this voting community to think that it's not going to be Bellinger. How about in the American League? Uh, you know, I, I'm curious. I don't know if I have a beat. It's, it's, it's Trout or Bregman. It's one of those two. The Bregman, Bregman seems to make the sense, but it seems like Trout's always that popular guy. <clears throat> How do you feel about him missing the end of the season there? Uh, I think it's a factor. I mean, uh, it's about even in terms of odds of Bregman and Trout, and then Simeon is supposed to be third. I would vote for Trout because, again, I look at that team and I go, they're, they, they are nowhere without him. Whereas I, I think, at, I think uh, Bregman's going to win it, but I think that if they would have voted on this thing <laughs> during the playoffs or now, I think Trout would have won it. I, I think that the voters are going to shift it over to Bregman for a year. I Do did. you think they should – Vote for this after everything. No, like, no, no, no. You, you do think regular that. season should be yes. regular season. Yeah, you shouldn't. Okay. You should not skew with. I agree. Post-season. I'm just asking the question because some people go, "Why do they yeah, do it no. when the season's not over?" I'm like, "Well, the season is over. It's a regular season award." Nope, I agree with that. <laughs> okay. All right, coming up next, it's time for a little uh, two minute warning as we end the show. Uh, Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish, with you. Full time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. Don't go away. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today as we get ready to wrap up the show. We got our hot topic for really the week, and we bring in Joe Pizzapia for our two-minute drill. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your together. Is that going to be enough time? 
Sometimes the solution to life's problems are easier than you think. Sometimes the solutions are staring you right in the face. Yes, oh my goodness, we've had so many fun things to think about of, oh, that guy said heads or this guy said tails. And the next thing you know, overtime is all screwed up. There's so many other little stupid issues with the NFL. Let's just clean this one up. We mentioned on the show yesterday, and now I tweeted it, and it's starting to go a little viral. So I think everybody needs to get on board here and realize the solution for NFL overtime with the coin flip is simple. You have a helmet on one side of the coin with the home team, a helmet on the other side of the coin with the away team. You flip the coin, whichever side ends up, up. That's the team that gets to choose what to do. You take the coin, you auction it off, you raise money for charity. Everybody wins. Nobody loses. It's a coin flip. It's a simple decision. Let's stop making everything dramatic. Please, NFL, let's use our brain and make things simple again. Easy enough. Good point by Joe for sure. Follow him on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17. Follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. Follow Sean Glostamaki as well. His show is coming up today at the betting window at 4 o'clock Eastern. I'll be back tomorrow with Jamie Ockerberg right here at noon on Fantasy Sports Today. Full-time fantasy is next. For Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. Have a great Thursday, everybody. See ya.